0: To the 371st episode of the Jamie Delaney Plant Based Wellness Podcast. My name is Jamie Delaney and I'm your host. I'm a plant based cardiologist and endurance athlete living in Southwest Florida. Welcome. Thank you for listening. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah and everything else in between. I hope your year was fabulous. I hope your year was healthy. I thought I'd take a little time not to dwell on everything that's happened over the last year, but maybe do some highlights. Um, Certainly not going to do reruns. I hate podcasts that people put the same thing up, but I just thought I'd highlight a few things and maybe maybe put out a few things in there to look forward to for next year to start improving. So you're in review. Well, I've got to watch my grandson grow and change. Uh, We've went back and forth from... Florida to Houston and back and forth, and we've managed to make that work. Uh, We started January with an ice storm in Houston and uh, learned to navigate power outages um, in a place that doesn't usually have ice storms. I've managed to run uh, a year and not actually have any injuries. I hate to almost say that at the end of this year, but I haven't had any injuries. Uh, We started our Racing season in Utah with a 50K at Zion National Park. Um, We then um, took the summer off for the most part, did a 50K in San Antonio in the fall, followed by a swim run, followed by the CIM Marathon. So things are looking good, starting up again in January, I guess February, for the 50 miler. Uh, back to Texas, and then a marathon in Stewart, Florida. forgot to say, we did a, that was a big event. We did the marathon last March in Stewart, Florida, Treasure Coast, and we had Hutch uh, Strom, I'm sorry, finishing his first marathon uh, after having stents and diabetes and losing lots of weight and eliminating lots of medications. And like to say that he was not one and done. He is training for the Stuart Treasure Coast Marathon again, and so he will be joining us again along with Nanette Rogers and um, uh, some other people that are going to be doing um, the marathon with us. I didn't ask for permission, so I can't really name names just as yet, but uh, we're hoping to have a crowd there. If you again like to join us in March, Treasure Coast Marathon, check it out. But, uh, yeah, the running season has been good. Uh, again, no injuries, running strong. I think I'm going to attribute that to a little weight training, but more than anything, really focusing on mobility and uh, hip, uh, hip mobility in specifically. So I think that's something that I need to continue with and really um, put an emphasis on. We had our first mango harvest this year on our own trees. Uh, We had a few the first year, and we had several last year, so hopefully uh, we'll have more mangoes this year. Our practice, the um, plant-based wellness practice here in Port Charlotte, but it's available to any place in the world, um, Our drdelaney.com. D-O-C-T-O-R-D-U-L-A-N-E-Y. We're almost at full capacity with full-time members. We still have online membership available. Um, You know, we've had a lot of successes. Many people have normalized their body mass index. Lots of people have taken up more exercise, running. We have yoga in the office. People are becoming stronger, more balanced. We're actually adding a balance class this January um, for more mobility and more balance training. We got our nutrition class back up to two classes. We Zoom one and uh, in office, two classes with people participating. I cook, they listen, we do a discussion, a little lecture, they eat, learn about how to prepare different foods. So that has gone well. Despite all of the fears out there in the rest of the world, we have successfully had our nutrition class in office without masks. Uh, and nobody's got COVID. Uh, we have some people that are vaccinated, some people that aren't, but people are smart enough that they don't come to class if they're sick. And and we've done very, very well. Um, the focus has been on maintaining healthy immunity and healthy lifestyles, encourage people to get outside and move and run, and uh, practice has done really well with respect to uh, covid most of you know I had COVID last December. We've had a few members have COVID, but we've treated them. We've done early treatment, and people have done very, very well. So we're going to continue um, that focus on making our in, our members and hopefully making you out there healthy from an immune standpoint. Um, getting rid of risk factors that are associated with lifestyle diseases as well as infectious diseases and in, in, in developing healthy healthy lifestyles I, I couldn't help but think I was listening to a podcast the other day talking about you know how we interact with our surroundings and the plants outside use carbon dioxide to make oxygen and then we use the carbon we use the oxygen from the plants and you know we're very much tied to our um, our environment and, and that's why I'd like to, add a segment most weeks about being outside and our mango trees and tower garden and raised beds being outside and and running with my dogs and and just enjoying the outside because I I think that there is you know um, there's there's so much health to be gained from being outdoors and interacting with nature and exercising your immune system. Uh, there's, there's tons and tons of research before there were ever pandemics on the microbiome of individuals and the immunity of individuals that are outside and in healthy, fresh air environments. So I, again, I encourage you, even if it's cold outside where you live, get outside and enjoy. a um, Little bits of time, you know, um, cross-country ski, downhill ski, go for walks, but but get out in nature, get to a park so that you can really um, take advantage of the um, health benefits of, of being outside. We have people starting to run in our practice that never thought they would, and people exercising who never thought they would, and people that get off the ground now that never thought they could and And I think that you know, I'm very grateful that um, people have trusted me enough to push their limits a little bit. And I think that's the nature of the practice that we have is that it's it's about people that want to uh, they're 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 not okay with accepted norms of you know, you're going to decline, and as you get to a certain age, you just start to expect bad things to happen. There is a score called Healthy Life Expectancy. Um by the World health Organization, h a l e. And it looks at the difference between life expectancy and healthy living. And in the United States, there's about a four to five year average difference between when people um, start to develop health problems and then their life expectancy starts to decline. and and I, and I think we you know that's something that can really be changed by your nutrition and your exercise pattern and 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 there's there's medications are obviously not making that any change there people you know get one stent and then they get another stent they get one blood pressure medicine they get another blood pressure medicine they get one diabetic medication and they get another diabetic medication then they get complications from their diabetes and it starts this um free fall of going to the doctors and sitting into the doctor's office. And and that's one thing that people that come and join the practice aren't interested in doing. They're interested in trying to figure out what they can do to improve their healthy life expectancy and to push that as far as they possibly can and normalize that out. We'd all like to live very long until we die and live healthy, not spend it into the doctor's office. And And again, I believe that, you know, by Uh, diet and plant-based nutrition and exercise we are achieving I believe the worst thing that modern medicine does is get people um, okay with just slowing the progression of disease my doctor is following my carotid arteries my doctor is following my blood pressure and there's no hope of getting better or reversing disease it's just hoping that the secondary side effects of these diseases will slow down uh, a few more months, a few more years, um, but the decline continues. When health deteriorates so slowly, people don't notice it. You know, when was it that you couldn't get off the ground? When did you start to notice that it was hard to tie your shoes? When did you notice that you couldn't run or you couldn't jump or you couldn't walk a mile or you start parking close to the grocery store. I, I think that that you know, things slowly creep up. When did your weight start to change that it became um, all of a sudden it was a problem, this slow creep, a little bit of this, a little bit of that over the years, and we become very tolerant of it. And there becomes this fear that people don't want to push the limits, um, they're afraid, and This is not unlike what Seth Godin uh, talks about with early adopters versus the majority of people that that wait and then, of course, of late adopters. And I I think people are afraid to, you know, do something radical with their nutrition because what if it doesn't work and I gave up something? And I liked last week when, when Dr. Graham talked about he doesn't give up things. He's eating for certain outcomes. So he's looking for what he wants as opposed to what he's giving up. And what do you have to do to get there? And when I, when I look at that, I, you know, I, I think about um, strength and endurance athletes. A salute to Harvey Lewis this year. He won several ultra marathons, um, including Big's Backyard. He's training for the Barclays, um, 354 miles running in a, in a straight shot. Um, obviously, you know, he pushed the limits of, of what anybody thought that could be done. The same thing goes in, uh, the strength community as far as, um, how much people can, can lift, um, Thor the Mountain deadlift, a thousand pounds, um, you know, CrossFit athletes that have, won and re-won CrossFit competitions doing crazy things, um, it sets the bar higher for the rest of us, but it also makes it a little bit more, um, you, you, you know, it's, it's achievable. So they, they've, they've they pushed the limits, and so many people are, you know, running hundreds of miles and 200-mile races, and then Harvey does 354 miles, and more and more people It's like, well, it, it can be done, and, and they're willing to try and, and push the levels, But it takes a few people that are willing to stick their head out there and push beyond um, what everybody else is somewhat apprehensive about doing. So I would, you know, I look, the majority of people are very apprehensive about changing their diet, about giving up something, about being afraid to tip their uh, foot in the water with plant-based nutrition. How much do you really have to do? How much exercise do you really have to do just to get by? and you know we see that in the practice a little bit you know we've had a lot of successes but um, we also the biggest problem we have with um, in, in our membership is program is consistency um, and I think a lot of people suffer from con- consistency uh, two or three days doing well nutritionally two or three days doing well with exercise and then Kind of losing losing track and and you know falling off very quickly developing those new habits are very difficult Um, it it takes more than just a few days maybe even a few months um, maybe a year before it becomes part of of your lifestyle and it often takes people you know trying again trying again trying again before they can actually make that part of of their lifestyle and it's our job to support them and to try to, to get a community um, that shows them that this is possible, um, that you can have a healthy, happy life eating plant based uh, and uh, a low oil diet, uh, no added oils, low in nuts and seeds, um, 10% protein, uh, and people thrive. But, you know, um, there's always somebody out there that, that's going to say, well, maybe maybe it doesn't work, and uh, the debunkers, so to speak. And I wanted to, you know, uh, talk a little bit about that because recently on Facebook I saw a post that was debunking um, Dr. Esselstyn's work, and and that was that was pretty uh, amazing to me because, um, you know, I, like I said, I've been doing this for for quite some time, and if anybody has excellent results. Dr. Esselstyn is certainly a pioneer in in his field. Not only has he done the research, but what amazes me most, or I think is most admirable, is that he takes time and he puts himself out there to dedicate it to his patients. And, you know, when he did the studies on whole food, plant-based eating, he called people up every day. He had the classes. His wife uh, did cooking classes. They... They showed people how to uh, make the food, and they kept tabs on them so that they would not fall off of the wagon, so to speak, uh, because it was very important in his research to be able to show and put his neck out there that if you actually ate plant-based, you know, whole foods, fruits and vegetables, very limited nuts and seeds, um, 10%, 10, 15% fat at tops, 10% protein. Um, eliminating all animal sources, eliminating processed oils so that you could achieve an increased longevity uh, and reverse disease by angiography, uh, reverse disease by symptoms, improve collateral circulation. So the person that tried to debunk some of his research um, cherry-picked a lot of uh, the methods that he used to look at change in coronary artery stenosis and the number of people in compliance and they looked at you know well as if you measure something one way is it really a change in the degree of stenosis Um, if you use different techniques now versus the techniques that they used then um do you really need to eliminate oil um if people were non-compliant then they were um and had a bad outcome, then they were the control group. And, and, you know, again, throwing stones that, you know, well, if people aren't compliant, is this, is this not going to work? And, and how much do you actually have to do? And, you know, I think it's easy to be an armchair quarterback and look at methods and say, well, and of course, there's all, you know, studies can always be improved upon as far as the technique and, and how you reverse disease. But, Nutritional studies are very, very difficult. Um, Again, just like I talked about with our practice, to keep people compliant is very difficult. It's not that they don't want to be. It's just that outside life, uh, people have to live in the environments that they're used to living in, and there's all kinds of challenges. So the fact that, you know, he kept on top of these people and uh, were able to keep the majority of them uh, on track is is just absolutely amazing. And he was clearly able to show that people that were compliant did very, very well from a cardiovascular standpoint. They didn't have they they didn't have uh, heart attacks or progression of disease. just like the life expectancy, the healthy life expectancy. Once somebody has coronary artery disease, reversing things becomes a, a huge challenge. It's a lot easier to prevent than than to reverse things. And, you know, I, we're new in this type of practice. Um, it's been, um, I guess we're on our sixth year. And and we're seeing what Dr. Esselstyn has seen. Um, I had no admissions for heart attacks last year no admissions for heart failure last year Um, we have people with cardiovascular disease they're doing well they're running they're exercising they're traveling they're working with their family that doesn't happen in the general population people keep going to the doctors keep getting stress tests keep getting more and more stents keep getting more and more medications the majority of our patients are backing off on on their medications but as this woman alludes to, and clearly she's one of the people, that, that a lot of people are not early adapters. They want to find every reason that they can not to try to maximize their effort. How little can I do? And I think when you do little, when you do moderation, you get little you get moderation as far as results go. Harvey Lewis is not just some guy that runs 20 miles a week and then on a the weekend decides to run 354 miles He's out there training every day. He runs, he runs to work every day. He's running on the weekends. He's putting in maximal effort. He's eating maximal nutrition, and he's always tweaking things. I think the bigger question is what do some of these habits, eating oil, adding, you know, not looking at processed oil, eating fast foods, eating a lot of processed foods, what do they actually do for you to help out? How do they help you reverse coronary artery disease? You know, it's it's continued to amaze me over the last year how much disconnect there is between food and health and nutrition and health. And with the pandemic, no one is coming on TV and discussing what people are eating. Um, There have discussed that people that have comorbidities, diabetes, hypertension, coronary disease, uh, are more at risk for the comorbidities with COVID-19. But they're not suggesting that people change any of these comorbidities, and people are hiding in fear and not going outside and making it worse. They're not exercising. Probably more people have gained weight than lost weight, or more people have on more medications, more depressed than have lost it, and we're not taking that into account. So I don't believe that anything we have done with the pandemic as far as vaccines and social isolation and masking has made the population healthy, and there's starting to be statistics that prove that. You know, um, Addie got me a book uh, for Christmas, The Forever Dog, uh, by Rodney Habib and Dr. Karen Becker, and it's it talks about, you know, the longevity of pets, and, and specifically dogs, and How dogs see our stress, and our stress goes over to the dogs, and what people, if people are unhealthy, then their dogs are unhealthy. If people are overweight, their dogs tend to be overweight, and people don't see what they're feeding their dogs as being important to their health. Um, We all blame genetics on our dogs not doing well. We blame genetics on ourselves for not doing well. But we're not, you know, we're not looking at the big, giant elephant in the room, which is, is nutrition and what we can do to improve our health. I, I had a discussion with a neighbor, and um, it, there was, is, you know, two sentences apart. We both have coronary artery disease. Boy, butter would be good on that warm sourdough bread. The disconnect between those two, uh, because a little bit of butter is not going to hurt them, uh, because they already have coronary artery disease. I mean, that has to be what people are thinking. They don't know that every little bit that you do, you can make things a little bit better. Dr. Becker, you know, looks at dog nutrition. It's like, you know, just a 10% improvement in dog nutrition can actually improve the lifespan of a dog. Why don't we talk about that with humans? You know, just a little bit improvement in our nutrition and in our choices can markedly improve our overall conditions. But we always turn it around the other way. A little bit of this won't hurt us, a little bit of that won't hurt us. But there's so many things that there's a little bit of that they add up so, so quickly that, you know, again, we're overwhelmed with poor nutritional food choices and not really looking to... Um, to avert change. I run and walk every day. I'm outside. I, you know, I mean, I know the neighborhood well. Um, people come and go. There's a few uh, people that I see walking every day, and they're the same people. You would think that, again, with COVID and with everything, and I live in a, you know, a nice climate, there would be tons of people out moving around, but but they're not. Um, and you know, again, there's this, this huge disconnect of I can't or I'm too old to. I'd like to wish everyone a happy holiday, but more than anything, I'd, I'd like to extend the wish of hope to everybody for the end of this year and into the new year. Um, hope for a brighter future, a healthier future. I don't think there's anything that we can't our, our bodies will heal from just about anything, and and to give up on any of those things, um, I, I don't think it's necessary. I, I see people reverse their diabetes and get their glucose under control every day, and and they're healthier and happier bef- because of it. It's not because they're giving something up, but they're healthier and happier when their diabetes is under control. When their blood pressure is under control, they do not wish that they would were still eating a high-salt processed diet. When they don't have any chest pain and they're able to walk in the woods and go golfing and go on hiking, they don't regret not eating fast foods. That's not something that people regret. Oh, I I feel so great and I have so much energy, but I so miss those, those fast foods. They don't. They look at other people. Once they've crossed that line, it's like, I can't believe you're still doing that. Just like when you look at somebody smoking and you say, I can't believe they still smoke with all the things out there that says smoking is bad and people still smoke. The people that have reversed their cardiovascular disease and their diabetes and their hypertension, they look at people and they say, I can't believe they're still eating that fast food. I can't believe they still want McDonald's and pancakes and bacon and all those other things when they know that that's actually, actually causing disease. I do believe there's hope in reversing people's uh, depression and anxiety through exercise and nutrition. Um, I, you know, there's, there's so much that can be done if you change your nutrition and, and your body and allowing your body to heal itself, your body and your mind to heal itself when you, when you choose a better nutritional approach. I, I wish people that they have less fear and they question over this next year. I I really fear that um, uh, the not you know living in uh, you know I guess I fear I living in fear is is not going to make us healthier. I saw a my meme or whatever you know about people jumping you know in Normandy and you know and, and jumping to fight. Uh, in World War II and not asking questions and want to be the guy that, you know, joins in and stands up um, for freedom and, and fighting. And, you know, I'm, I'm not about violence, and, and, and I don't think we're in a fight over a, a virus, but I do think that living in fear and social isolation is making us more distant from each other, and I do believe that we need human interaction to be healthy. So I would encourage you to get out uh, and, you know, again, be healthy. Reverse your disease, eat healthy, and, and it'll be all right. It, it really will be all right. I, I don't know when we started to doubt our own immune system or our own ability to, to maintain health. If you are suffering from an illness that has debilitated your immune system, the question should be how do I make my immune system better? What steps do I need to take to make my immune system better? We know that the first thing that you can do is if you're overweight to normalize your body mass index. Fat cells make inflammatory compounds that are associated with the worsening effect. To infectious diseases. Elevated glucose affects our microbiome that makes us more susceptible to a dysregulation of bacteria and disease from an overabundance of certain bacteria and certain viruses. Normalizing our blood glucose will reverse that. Decreasing blood. Pressure decreases the stress on arterial walls, decreases the stress on the kidney, and improves overall health and makes our immune system better. Improving blood flow to all of our organs makes things better. So there's so many things that you can do to make yourself better, to make your immune system better, to make yourself more healthy. I challenge you to make a list for next year. I challenge you to make a list right now on the things that you need to do to make your overall health better for 2022. What are the things that you need to change? What lifestyle diseases might you need to reverse? Because you can. What changes in your exercise program do you need to make? Grab a calendar. This is a great time of year. If you don't have a calendar, buy yourself one, buy somebody else one, so that you can keep track of what you're doing on a daily basis. A lot of people say, I just do this once in a while. I just do this once in a while. A little bit of this, a little bit of that won't hurt you. A little bit of this won't hurt you. And it turns out there's a little bit of a lot of bad things that end up accumulating in people's lives every day. Keep track of it. How many times do you eat out? Can you limit that number? How many times do you get takeout? Do you eat fast food? Do you use oil? Um, I was told the other day that um, I don't have time to cook. I'm too busy. I'm too stressed. And it's like, well, how are you going to get better to be able to make yourself healthy to do all these things if you don't take time to cook? It doesn't take that long you can you can if you if you're that stressed on time go the Doug Graham approach right just eat raw fruits and vegetables plenty of time just have to wash them and eat them you say well I don't want to do that that's boring well then you have to take a little bit more time to prepare things and and perhaps cook things uh, a little bit but uh, take out Grubhub Uber Eats drive-through windows the those aren't those aren't going to make you healthy so prioritize, you know, put that on the list. Um, number one is health, underneath health. Number two is nutrition and exercise. Those are the things that you have to get done first first uh, and foremost. People that have kids walk them to the bus stop. I, I really get irritated in the morning when I'm running and I see people sitting with their car running and everybody staring at their cell phones, waiting for the bus to come. I love it when I see people walking their kids uh, along with their dog to the to the bus stop. Harvey Lewis, you know, great example commutes to work every day. Not everybody can do that, you know. If you have a if you have to dress and uh, it's limited, you know, you might not be able to do that, but. Um, you know, figure out ways that you can incorporate something in every day of your as as part of your daily routine that that's healthy. Clean out your pantry before the new year starts. Get get rid of all the junk food. Get open the junk drawer, throw it all away. Don't eat through it. Um, you know, a lot of people have told me, well, they're just off the wagon, or they just you know want to forget about it until the year. Nope, start now. Go go clean out the junk junk drawer, and uh, you know. Start getting things organized to eat more healthy. Vote with your dollars. When you go to the grocery store, choose organic. If your grocery store doesn't have organic, ask the, ask the produce guy to get it in. If you vote for your do- with your dollars and you buy organic food at the grocery store, they'll start getting more and more in. The grocery stores keep track of what you buy. If you're not buying the junk food, they're not going to stock it. I hope the focus for the new year is on making people healthier by their own actions and what they do how they exercise how they eat an emphasis on personal responsibility for individual health as opposed to the fear that something is going to get us and what can be done for us and what do we need to do or take to prevent something we have the power to be healthy right in our refrigerators in our pantries and in our exercise program So I wish you and yours a very healthy, happy holiday season and a happy, healthy new year. And I look forward to webinars uh, discussing various health topics. If you'd like to learn more about how you can join our group uh, for accountability, for more education, for support, for encouragement, go over to drdelaney.com, DOC. T-O-R-D-U-L-A-N-E-Y, email me with any questions at jamie at drdelaney.com. I'm not anti-vax. I'm not anti-medicine. There is a place for everything, but there's also nothing for everyone. So please uh, don't be too disappointed in me if I suggest that, that we can become healthier by pulling ourselves up by the bootstraps and making our own immune system healthy so leave those comments no need to email me with with those things i'm not going to engage with you but again happy happy healthy new year uh, and get out and move your body and eat lots of fruits and vegetables thank you for listening i'll see you next year